0: Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Hey, Money Movers, welcome to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Our next guest is one of the most recognizable Southern rappers. He's easily one of the most recognizable figures because of his grills, but also for his music. He has been in the industry for over 20 years and is still hustling to this day. He recently released his latest studio album, Hall of Fame Hustler, in September. Shout out to the graphics behind you on the screen. Mr. Paul Wall, welcome to the Money Moves show.
5: What it do? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, it's great to be here, and I have to big up Houston's Grammy-nominated rapper, Mr. Paul Wall. It's such a pleasure. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to start off by congratulating you on your latest album. I want to dive into that and talk a little bit about it. Tell me about it.
5: Yeah, this the cover behind me is the virtual background. It's a, it's a, a parody of the Akira anime uh, book series. And of course, it was a show or movie about it. Um, but this is something that my, my graphic designer came up with. He'd been asking me to do it for Hey, let's remake that Akira cover. Let's remake that Akira cover. Uh, and we just felt like the time was right for it, especially with anime just booming right now. Everybody all in the anime. Uh, and a little fun fact about this cover, my daughter, you can see here right in the passenger seat. She's actually uh in there watching an anime while we were doing the cover. She was watching an anime called Full Metal Alchemist. And uh yeah, but this is, this is my new album, Just Drop Hall of Fame Hustler. It's uh, just an ode to all the hustlers out there, dedicated to anybody who gets up, get on their grind every day, put their best foot forward, you know, keep on moving with the ups and the downs, and keep on pushing to get to that final destination. That's what it's all about. So Hall of Fame Hustler is out right now. Any way you can listen to any kind of music is there. It's waiting on you.
0: I love it. I love it. And like I will say, this podcast, Money Moves, is all about hustling. It's all about how you can make your money move for you. And so if y'all need a soundtrack for your hustle game today, make sure you check that out. Okay. I also have to shout out because you are a Houston native, like the car in there. So if y'all haven't gone to his Instagram, please talk about those rims.
5: <laughs> yeah, these rims, they're called elbows or swangers or, you know, the company that makes them is called Texan Wheel. We got a lot of street nicknames for them. Actually, the wheels on my car right there are actually called Outlaws, the uh, 20-inch G15s. And uh, they're just wire wheels that poke out. You know, they originally came out in 1983, 1984 as a, a addition to the Cadillac Eldorado Barretts, uh that came out that year. And, of course, they didn't stick out as far. They have, uh, you know, progressed over the years on how far they poke out. Um, so shout out to Texan wire wheels. It's a big part of our culture, the car culture in Texas and just in the South in general, you know, we're spread out. So if you want to get from point A to point B, you got to have some transportation. Uh, a lot of us, we, we put a lot into our, our cars. We take more care of our cars. Than we do our own bodies sometimes. I wash my car, you know, every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm making sure I that thing is walk, clean.
0: Walk every day, so don't make me say that. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I ain't want to go there. I ain't want to go there.
5: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the, we take a lot of care in our cars for sure.
0: Well, I love that album cover. cover. It's really, it's really, it's really interesting. And I love the cars and grills and stuff, but we'll get into that. I want to go back into your long lasting music career. And you originally started out as an independent artist before signing with a record deal with Swish Records. What do you prefer? Let's talk about the difference for budding entrepreneurs and musicians out there. Independent labels or how was it going with Swish?
5: Well, when we did uh the, the Switch House um, Atlantic Asylum deal, it was a you know it was a, a step up. It was a, definitely like going to the pros, and it's a huge difference between being independent and being a, a, a major label artist. And uh, I think a lot of people don't even understand or grasp what that is until it's the the ride is over. Uh, so I definitely encourage artists to really know what you're getting yourself into. Really think hard and long about what you want out of your music career. You know, some people say they want the money. Some people say they want the longevity of, of having a career. That's their dream. That was my goal. This is my dream job. Uh, you know, some people just want to put on for their community or put on for their hood. You know, everybody has a, a different goal. Whatever your goal is, you should really think long and hard about it and strive for that goal, because independently, you definitely uh, make a bigger share of the money when you're independent. You also have a much larger uh, control stake control stake. In what you do, you get to, you know, say, do what you, you know, do what you want. And and whereas when you're a major artist, you kind of got to do what they tell you to do. And that's a a difficult, tough position to be in for somebody who's very headstrong and they, you know, very confident in themselves. And they know what path they want to take when you got outside, you know, people, people that are higher up cutting your paycheck, telling you, no, 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 I do it this way. uh, You know, it's a a difficult position for a lot of people to be in. And a lot of people don't understand all the politics that goes into being an artist on a major label. It's things outside of your control that have nothing to do with you. You know, there's things that went on in the music industry before you even began to record that are having effects now. You know, things that happened where this person and that person used to be on the same label. Now they got into it. And now this person is your CEO and you got a song with this artist, but he don't like that CEO. So they want to charge extra money or they don't want to release the song or just all these type of you know things that go on. That people don't really understand when you're independent. You have complete control over what you do. When you're a major artist, you sometimes don't have any control over what you do. So I I really encourage artists to think long and hard about what you want out of, you know, out of music, out of you putting out music and making music. What do you want out of it? And whatever the goal is, you want to strive for that. Some people say when they say they want money, well, they don't realize, well, to make the most amount of money, you got to make music that's maybe different and not necessarily true to who you are. For instance, it's a proven fact that when you make music geared more toward females, it sells more, it gets more radio play, it gets more TV play, all those things. I don't mean necessarily sexualized music, but just music geared toward females. Whereas I want to make music about my car. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of music I like to make. I like making music about my car because when I listen to music, I'm in my car listening to my music. but this is something, you know, it's just something you got to really understand before you really set out to be the best self that you can be. you got to really, you know, have some goals laid out for you in your path or what you want out of this music industry.
0: I mean, these are gems that I feel like the older I get, when I hear them, it makes so much more sense. But, you know, when you're young, it kind of washes over you. Oh, I'm going to set a goal. And people are really vague about it. When you're young, you're like, you just want to be like, I want to be popping. I want some money. But you know, I hope you guys listen and tune in because these are the OGs who were telling you like the more intentional, the more you sculpt out your goals and what you actually want, it like pushes you into success. And like, it you have to really understand, okay, I don't just wanna create music. Like who do I wanna create music for? What does that mean? And who do I wanna work for? Like that's how you get to the next level.
5: Yeah, definitely, definitely. You gotta, uh, you know, you gotta really just put your your heart into it as well Uh, Some people, they don't treat it like a real profession. They treat it like it's a hobby or a lick. And I've seen people, you know, achieve success through that, you know, through, you know, various nuances or just, you know, happenstance or whatever might be. You know, they had a good wave going for them. But the people who have long term careers like. If I look at me, I, I've been doing it for 20 years, but who, who's been doing it for 30 years? Who's been doing it for, for 40 years? Those are the people that I want to, you know, pattern my career after, people like Jay Z or Snoop Dogg. Now, of course, we talking about the best of the best, the highest elite of, you know, hip hop artists in the game. But at the same time, you know, who, who else would I want to pattern myself? I'm not trying to pattern my career off of Flunky. I'm trying to pattern it off of somebody who's doing what they love to do, who's respected for the type of music they put out, respected in their communities. They might have evolved throughout. The years but they never you know change too much from their true you know persona of who they are they're still the same them uh and you know just that's just what I would like to do I you know when when I look at other genres of music and I see artists who do it like Willie Nelson it's a good example just being me being from Texas and him being from Texas uh, you know he's he's getting up there in age and he's been making music longer than probably I've been even alive I'm 40 years old he's Probably been making music longer than that, you know what I'm saying? So that's somebody I definitely can pattern my business, you know, ethics off of, you know, showing up on time. That's a crucial aspect to the music business or or any business you're in, any profession. I was always taught that if you're on time, that's being 15 minutes early. When you're 15 minutes early, that's on time. But when you show up on time, are oh, you late? you already late. You show up just, if, if we supposed to be at 12 and I show up on 12, I'm late. I got to show up at 11.45. And if I show up late, like 12.05, one minute late, that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to be late, especially when you're getting paid to be somewhere. You know, it's difficult in music because, you know, you're made a star. So it's like everything revolves around you. So you feel like you don't have to be on time necessarily. I'm not ready. I'm going to show up when I want to. And that might work when you got the number one song in the country. But. Years from now, when you, yeah, you got, nah, nah, you're going to cross over all them bridges that you relate to and they're going to remember that.
0: That's so true. That's so true. And like, you can't get stardom to be confused with entrepreneurship. And you got all these people who are out there working under you to like make this big dream come true.
5: No doubt. There's a a, a big confusion amongst, you know, popularity and fame versus success. Mm. You know, uh, and even popularity and fame are, you know, it could you could be popular or famous because you did something infamous. Right. You could, you know, you could have shot up a school. Now you're famous. That doesn't necessarily mean you're successful at all. Uh, you know, how many followers you have, how many likes you have, comments you're engaged. And none of that is not equivalent to success. Uh, but so many of us put that filter on success. We think, oh, is this person? You know, how many followers do they have? Are they successful? And hey, that's such and such. You don't know him, he got two million followers, you know, or that's or, or, or even with the with the music and things like that, you know, it's how many views somebody has, you know, or, or does not equate how good the music is. You know, if I if I see somebody abstract got a song and they got something crazy going on right now, and they dropped the song, I might listen check it out to see what it sound like, but I don't mean I'm gonna listen back to it tomorrow or a year from now or 15 years from now. And that's the type of music I want to make. I want to be known for not what's popping right now today. But right. you know, what is my legacy? Where's my legacy left when I'm when I'm gone, when I'm retired from making music or when I'm dead and gone? What is my you know, what is my resume speak for? What does it say? What is my all my music accolades? Not not awards or anything like that, but just the, in, the just the integrity of the music. You know what I'm saying? W- what kind of music did I make? That's what is important to me.
2: So
0: one of the things like, especially with Greenwood and Money Moves, we love to talk about legacy and generational wealth. And, you know, I like to ask people how that's evolved for you over time. Like, think of yourself as a young kid in the streets, like how your thoughts on what financial success was has evolved. Now you have kids, a wife um, and sort of like, what were your early messaging as a kid to now?
5: I was conflicted because I grew up in a neighborhood where You know, some of my friends, they had never went to the other side of town before in their life. And just to do that would cause an anxiety attack. Just to leave our immediate neighborhood or our block would give them anxiety. Uh, You know, so I always had a a wanderer spirit, a traveler type of spirit. (laughs) Um, I don't know where it came from. Maybe my grandfather, he was in the military, so he traveled all around the world. My mother as well, she traveled all around the world growing up in the military household. And even then, as she went on to, you know, young adult living her own life, she was a traveler. So that traveler mind frame was always in me to to go be an adventurer somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like Indiana Jones or something. So I always wanted to go to different countries, you know, remote locations somewhere that's like in the jungle or something. Like those are things that always like, entice me. You know what I'm saying? Just something different than what I was used to seeing every day. And in my neighborhood, success was measured off of what kind of car you had, how much jewelry you had, and what kind of clothes you wore. But it's the exact opposite. You know, I, I look at people who spend all their money on, on designer clothes, and some of these people, they, you know, wear these clothes once or twice, and then they feel like they can't wear them no more because, oh, I already took pictures wearing that, or I already wore it to this or to that, so now I can't wear it. So, I'm just, saying, I ain't busting, I'm not busting my tail 25 hours a day, missing sleep, you know, missing family, doing whatever I do to buy a pair of shoes. Or, you know, even in, in our younger days, it, you know, it wasn't really name brand clothes. It was like Jordans. Yeah. When it, you know, when we used to say, man, I'm not out here hustling for some Jordans. I'm trying to get real rich, like wealthy rich, not like new clothes, new car, new jewelry rich, but like houses, you own businesses, those type of things. So that's what, what well, the success is measured now is not at all like what kind of clothes. Now, when I see people wearing name brand clothes, it tell me, okay, that's where they money at. They money went to what they wearing. It's not in their bank account. It's on their body on their person right now. Uh, but, you know, I always encourage people the same way. You know, you want to, when, when you're younger, you know, you might have different goals. Those might be your only goals, man. I just want a nice car, some clothes and some jewelry. I'm good. You know, cause in, in your mind, even I remember those days in my mind, I felt like, I could live on Gulf Bank my whole life, and that'd be cool. You know, I'm cool to live in apartments on Gulf Bank my whole life. Or even when I move to South Park, you know, I'm, I'm cool to live in this, this house in South Park my whole entire life. Actually, growing up, my dream, you know, in, in Acres Homes is, you know, there's a, a quite a few rundown houses. But every now and then, you'll see one big house. It'll be like a mansion, and it'll be like, man, who owns this house? A lot of times, it's like a, a ball player or something who... Know, bought a house for their grandma or their family or something like that. But when you're just driving through the neighborhood and you don't know the success story of who built that house, you just see a bunch of rundown houses and then you see a mansion. You're like, man, that's that was my goal was to have a mansion in the hood and just (laughs) live in a mansion in the hood my whole life. I thought that was the 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 greatest thing in the world to still live in the community that you grew up in and you know, and and be there. So, you know, the goals kind of just changed throughout the years and. You know, even in my generation was taught you got to make it out the hood, make it out as in leave and survive and leave. But, you know, I think some of that messaging, you know, I'm saying got confused uh, because it's really not about leaving the hood and making it out the hood. It's about bettering your community so that you don't want to leave, you know, make it a better place so that you don't want to leave. But whether it's make it safer, make it, you know, uh, whether you're investing into, you know, houses or just. You know businesses and things or whatever. Just you know you want to make it a better place. You know so that you won't want to leave. Uh, and that's something that you know we we lose we lose sight of a lot of times.
0: No, and I think like that messaging and just being able to share your story create opportunity for others and just like create visions so that people can set their goals. You know, okay, it might be a house ownership in the hood, owning the big house in the hood, moving out of the whatever it is, but just as long as you're intentional about sort of creating these goals and doing what you love.
3: Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R A M P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions apply.
1: I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
0: My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it.
5: I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of.
6: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Okay, so one, one thing that we, if anybody knows anything about you, they, you love your grills. And so this is a perfect example. Oh yeah, what? I mean, I love diamonds, so I feel like this could be a next trajectory for me. Like I can just, but uh, this is a perfect example of taking something you're passionate
5: about and partnering with your friend to create a business. So talk to us about grills. Grills is something that, you know, I grew up, the people I admired the most, who were the most respected, they had gold teeth. And some of them that had a little bit more money or the most money, they had diamonds on their teeth. So it's something, of course, we always wanted. Yeah, I always wanted that growing up. Um, and uh, shout out to my partner, Johnny Dang. What it do? My boy, man, he, he changed my life. When I, when I partnered with Johnny and we started, he used to actually, he was the one who made the grills. And he allowed for people like myself to be, salesmen where we would just go be like mobile salesmen where we would just do sell it out our trunk or I would go to various different stores you know throughout the week Monday I'm at this store Tuesday I'm at this store Wednesday I'm at that store and you know Thursday Friday Saturday I'm at the flea market or somewhere just hustling grills and sometimes I go out of town with it whatever and it was really like a do-it-yourself hustle where if you got hustle and grind and you do good business you're gonna make a lot of good money. So shout out to my boy, Johnny Dang. He, he changed my life and a lot of people's lives by giving us that opportunity and to still be partner with him to this day and, you know, be recognized as, you know, the, the elite jeweler and the the rap game Or just period. When you talk about, you know, what jeweler you're going to go to to get some jewelry, Johnny Dang, Johnny Dang is always mentioned. So shout out to my boy.
0: I love this. And so it's also testament again to your album, like Hall of Fame Hustler. People honestly think that, you know, people get some money and they get too good to do it. You were like, I was a door to door salesman, like hustling. Like this is what a real hustler is. Like, I ain't too big to take my stuff and like go door to door and sell. Like, that's how you get your mark in an industry.
5: Yeah. And uh, some people feel like, you know, once you quote unquote make it, once you make it, you don't have to work anymore. And uh, it was like that, you know, for major for artists to get on a major label, a lot of artists think, oh, once I get my major deal, I made it. I don't have to work. No, this is I was taught the hustle is forever. It's never going to stop till the day that you die. The hustle is forever. If you let up on your hustle just because you made a little bit of success, then what you're doing is allowing for other people to wedge their way in and push you out. You know, uh, so if you people get burned, the burnout is real, though, even on success, people get successful and they get burnt out on being successful. They they lose the motivation of the spunk. My boy reached the fact that he always say you can never lose your spunk. So whatever your spunk is, whatever that motivation that, that puts that pep in your step, you can never Lose it. And if you do lose it, it's hell getting it back. It's a hell of a journey to get that thing back. So you got to you got to you got to have multiple hustles as well, you know, uh, because some of them are going to have some ups and downs. Some of them might be seasonal, you know, and that's okay if that's seasonal. You just got to plan for that and, you know, be aware and open for it and always hustle no matter what you do. Always put your best foot forward, you know, treat every every person you're dealing with. Treat them like you would a customer. How would you want to be treated? Uh, to me, no matter what you're selling or what business you're in, those type of ethics are going, you know, they're, they're, that's the difference in a successful business and an unsuccessful business.
0: Yeah. And the hustle is forever. I really like that. I hope, you know, people think you can just kick your feet up on an island and your money just starts making money for you. Yeah. OK, sure. That happens. But like, you know, the biggest people in your game, look at Jay-Z, they, they hustle. They're just sitting around. I mean, they're on a yacht, but still yeah.
5: they're hustling. You know, the hustle. I thought of. Is- uh, the list of Rick Ross's businesses, he's got so many side businesses and side ventures. Now, if I'm a rap artist and I say, okay, I want to be, I see the house Rick Ross got, they just put it in Coming to America Part two, and they paid him all kind of millions of dollars to use the house. I want to get that. Well, you got to understand, he didn't get that solely off of rapping and making music. Even in, you know, it's not just the studio work, there's the groundwork, there's the interviews, there's the touring, there's the treating your fans you know, properly and and not disrespecting your fans, you know, those type of things. You know, it's a lot of work that comes with it. And there's a, a huge sense of entitlement to people that are dope. If you're dope in any industry, if you're dope, a lot of people, not all, but a lot of people feel a sense of entitlement that they're dope. So they should be successful. And that might be true, but you got to put in the work uh to achieve that success. Just being dope, just that that ain't the equation to success. Being dope equals success. Nah, it's dope plus the work, plus a whole lot of other stuff, He equals success. You know what I'm saying? You can't have the equation without the hard work.
0: Okay, because I can't take my eyes off these grills. Let's go back to this. So that grill in the back, like, how much does that grill cost?
5: This The grill in the background, this is a permanent grill. It uh, looks like it's about eight teeth at the top, maybe six at the bottom with a solid on the sides. Something right there. This is about maybe 20000 And it per It's a permanent one, so you get the to- yeah. That one, that one in the background is the permanent grill. Yep. The permanent grills always cost a little bit more because you have to have, you have to do the complete full size of every single tooth uh, instead of just one bar that goes across. Uh, usually on the, 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 the permanent grills too, they're 18 karat gold, which is a higher karat, a little bit more expensive. And of course, you know, them diamonds, they ain't nobody skimp on them diamonds. There's some top knots that's the flawless right there. So that's definitely a, a high dollar grill right there. Beautiful. Okay.
0: How do I brush my teeth with that?
5: You brush them the same way, actually. You know, I, I brush my teeth every day with a toothbrush, toothpaste, with the same way. You gargle. That is another uh, issue. There's a misconception that people with grills have bad breath. No. Nah. People that have bad hygiene have bad breath. So whether you got grills or not, if you got bad hygiene, you're going to have bad breath. If you got good hygiene and grills, your teeth are going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be good. Experiment. minty. Or How many grills do you have? I got about maybe nine or 10 sets. I, I've lost quite a few sets of grills as well over the years. I probably lost as many as I have, uh, you know. How do you lose uh, your
0: diamond teeth? It's not like Invisalign.
5: Just being careless or what it really be is I'll get a new set and then I'll lose, a, misplace the old one. So I I don't know, maybe in my drawer there's a, there's, a, there's a few grills laying around. I know one time in my old house, I got out of my car and, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize I had my grills in my lap. and. They went into the, the yard somewhere and then I realized it later on went back looking for them and I could not find them. So any treasure hunters out there, man, go look at my old address in the yard is a set of earrings and a set of grills waiting on you. Tell me the most expensive
0: grill that you guys
5: have made. Ooh, well, uh, you know, there is a level like a cap or uh, how much, you know, a grill will cost us to make. Now from that, it's how much we sell it for is endless. You now, know, because it, it, you know, the, the value is not necessarily what is worth or cost to make. It's what someone will pay for it. Now, me and my partner, Johnny Dang, we try to always walk the line of not taking advantage of somebody just because they got a lot of money just because they want to spend it. But we do come across some customers who they just out there, they made some money. They don't care how much it costs. They want to spend more so they can say, yeah, I spent 50 on my grill, even though it might only cost 30. But, I but I even then... We, we don't like taking advantage of somebody because if, if you overcharge somebody, they walk out your store and then they come back and they're like, wait a minute, I went to this jeweler and he said he could have made the same thing for way cheap. You know, that's not a, that's a, a unpleasant situation to be in. So. We, we try to avoid all of that. No matter what, we try to give what it's worth. And we, like I say, them, those type of tenants of just treating people how you want to be treated as a, a business owner, as a businessman, a salesperson, those goes a long way. And if you want to repeat customer, if somebody come in there ready to spend 30, 40 for a grill, you know, I might be looking at, oh, man, I might can make some money right now. But what you really got to look at is the long term money, you know, not just this quick lick here, but. When they walk away and they're going around telling everybody what they spun, they going to other jewelers or whatever. You want the jeweler to say, oh, yeah, yeah, they gave you a good deal. They gave you how much? You show? That's a good deal. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to speak. Oh,
0: exactly yeah. that
5: conversation because then you, it just drives. That's how you get
0: organic, authentic customers, people singing your praises, and they drive more business in. Absolutely right.
5: Right. And we get to repeat customers of... You know, now they're bringing their kids in. We got some people, we've been business so long, we got kids, We got people bringing their grandkids in now. You know what I'm saying? Where that's what we want. We want We want this business to roll over and turn over to our children, our kids, Johnny's kids, my kids. You know what I'm saying? We, we don't want it just to be just a, a one-time thing and then, oh, you know, always oh, the, the business is gone. Now this is a family business and that's something I learned from Johnny. When Johnny came here, when he immigrated from Vietnam, his whole family came over here as uh, refugees from the war. And his, a lot of his family is in the jewelry business. He has a, a few brothers who are in it as well as his parents who are in it. Uh, and, you know, he's got a lot of you know cousins and whatever. He, he, man, shout out to my boy Johnny. He's the only person I know, only jeweler who regularly hires ex-cons and felons. You know, he hires people of all races. You know, and you go to a lot of these jewelry stores. You don't see that. You you know, you only see a certain type of employee at that store, and that's it. Um, But shout out to my boy Johnny for giving people a second chance like that. Because I've seen people come out of jail that you know come in there and they ask for a second chance, and Johnny'll give it to them, and they'll completely turn their life around. It's
0: been such a pleasure having you join us today, Paul. Please, please, please tell people how they can reach you on social media, where to find your album, where to get a grill, all of the above.
5: All of the above. Hit up at paul wall baby paul wall baby that's my social media for basically all my handles other than TikTok. that's paul Wall, baby 713 you know what i'm saying but and this is my new album right here in the background it's called hall of fame hustler you can get that anywhere you listen to any music it's gonna be right there waiting on you sitting on ice waiting on you you know what i'm saying to heat you up hey and uh shout out to my boy johnny dang anybody want any jewelry any jewelry or grills at all, they can, of course you can hit me up, but I suggest you hit up Johnny Dang, uh, Johnny Dang & Co. That's the Instagram handle, all of that. Uh, and you can go to the website too, johnnydangandcompany.com and check us out already. Thank you for having me. So a, a true pleasure and honor to be here with you. Thank you.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been such a pleasure. We love hearing your stories and hearing your music. So we hope that people get to streaming, get to buying and thank you so much
5: yeah thank you for having me
0: money movers make sure you follow paul and all his many businesses on their social media handles and listen to his new album hall of fame hustlers out now stream 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 come on people make sure you tune in monday through friday and subscribe to the money moves podcast powered by greenwood so that you can have the keys to the financial freedom you so rightly deserve see you next time money movers